Welcome to Back in the Game, a sports and mindset podcast. I'm Rob Bombacco. And I'm Rachel Popchek, and we're here to share with you the mental skills you need to help improve your performance and get your head back in the game. We will offer practical applications and diverse perspectives to help you apply these mental skills to your life. Welcome to today's episode of Back in the Game, a sports and mindset podcast. I'm Rachel Popchak. And I'm Rob Bumbacco. We have a great episode for you today. We'll be talking about the idea of playing present and specifically how to stay present in stressful situations during the game or even during practice. We'd love to start today's episode off with a quote. So our quote for the day states, do not dwell on the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. And our quote for today is from Buddha. I love this quote. It kind of really just helps us to to focus on the present moment, focus on what we can control, right? We can't can't change the past. We're not in control of the future. We can just kind of focus on on right now and, and the present moment. And that is our way ultimately to have some control over the future, right? Of just what can I do now to prepare myself better for, for the coming, you know, day, week, years, whatever it is. Um, but what really kind of stands out to you, Rob, from this quote? Yeah. So I, I think what plays out, um, for an athlete with, with what you're saying is in game, right. There's, uh, we're presented with a situation that that comes up that, uh, like we said, is stressful or anxiety provoking. Um, you know, we're games winding down, the the score is close, right? Those types of situations, and also when you know when we are not playing well, right? So we're you know have made a couple mistakes throughout the course of the game. That ability to stay focused on the next play or, or, you know, um, that, that specific moment, as as you said, is so key to success, you know, where we see athletes get sidetracked is remembering those mistakes and, and holding onto them. Right. So they're living in the past or they maybe have, uh, had, had, have had some, some failures and they're playing those things out that, you know, they're going to happen this time around, right? So kind of future type thinking, right? So sure. that that ability to redirect any of those thoughts, and it's not about, you know, necessarily having those thoughts, um, you know, those can pop in there, but, you know, it's that ability to redirect those thoughts and really stay focused on the task at hand. And, you know, all the great athletes, um, are able to do that, you know, and, and do it in a real effective way. For sure. And I think that idea of redirecting those thoughts, right? I think a lot of times we kind of say, you know, maybe we have six seconds left in a game, right? And we kind of try to predict the future, so to speak, by saying, oh, I know the score, it's over, or I know the score and we won, right? But 
there's still six seconds left in the game. There's still a play you can run or, you know, whatever it is um, that if we focus on that present moment and we stay focused on that, instead of kind of letting our emotions get the best of us, positive or negative, we can completely change the, the results of the game. We can change the future because we were able to redirect, just like you were saying, redirect those thoughts and be in the present moment. I think that's a, a really great way to kind of shift into today's tips for our three ways to, to get your mind back in the game. Uh, so I'd love to start our tips today with, with our first being using grounding strategies. So the ways that we kind of use these grounding strategies, there's a variety of, of strategies that we can use or techniques that we can use to really help us kind of stay grounded, stay focused, stay in the present moment. Um, one of my favorites is an exercise where we can really just kind of work through our five senses. So what I mean there is just kind of you know, starting with what are five things that I can see. It doesn't matter what we pick, just the first five things that, that come to mind. Maybe if I'm outside, you know, tall tree, green grass, blue sky, right? But it's just sort of tying that, that brief descriptor to the objects or whatever it might be, uh, just to really engage myself with those objects. And we want to do the same thing with four things that I can touch, actually touching those things, kind of noticing the, the textural differences between them, and then just keep working down through three things that I can hear, two things that I can smell, and one thing that I can taste. And that just means kind of becoming aware of the, the taste in my mouth. Um, or if I want to use that to grab a drink or get a snack, if we have the opportunity to do so, that's great too. Um, but the point is really just to re-engage our five senses and kind of pull us out of that, that tunnel vision that we really get into or in our heads when we're thinking about maybe a past scenario or trying to play out a, the outcome of a situation or what I should have said or what I, whatever it might be. Um, so this is a great thing to do to prepare for a game. This is a great thing to do in a stressful situation if I have the opportunity or if I'm on the bench or on the sidelines or whatever, I kind of have that moment, just really re-engage myself and kind of, again, be grounded in the, in the present moment. Sure. And I think to tie into that too, you know, is, I mean, something that we work with athletes and teach athletes about is, is controlled breathing. And in, in a way, sure. right, that's, that's a, another kind of grounding technique where, you know, especially in game, right. Where things are maybe speeding up for us, that ability to just kind of control our breathing. And, and like you said, Rachel, really just focusing on what that feels like and, and, right. um, you know, concentrating your, your, um, attention on, on your breaths and, and, um, your senses, like, like you said, really helps to slow things down and bring you back to the moment and not, you know, allow your mind to start drifting to things that are not helpful. Um, our second tip here, uh, is keywords. So I, I call it keywords. There's a lot of different um, names for these things, but, but pretty much what, what they are, are a go-to word phrase that you can use again in a high stress situation that will, as we keep saying, redirect our focus, right? So, you know, if we're finding th things speeding up, we're finding ourselves getting negative or down on ourselves. this is just a simple word or phrase that we say to ourselves that helps us get back. So, you know, depending, it's going to be different for 
every athlete, but, um, you know, it could be as simple as relax or, um, regroup, you know, some, just a reminder, a, a focus word to, um, help you get back in the moment and, and move on. And the, the, what we tell athletes with these, again, you know, we want these to be readily available and for you to use them, um, again, in the moment. So a good exercise for that is to identify what those will be for you, make a list, uh, and make sure you're reviewing that list on a regular basis. If we're doing that, we're training our mind to remember these things and to think in these specific ways, and they'll be right there for you um, in those anxiety-provoking times for you to be able to to have success. And I think one thing that, that this really ties into, too, is just the idea really of positive self-talk, helpful self-talk. Uh, so, you know, wanting these keywords to be things that help us refocus, but also help lift us up, right? So it can be, you got this. It can be focus on what you can control. It can just be relaxed or in focus or anything like those mm-hmm. things, right? But it's all directed towards achieving that goal of being in the present moment, of, of ultimately uplifting myself. So whatever keywords that you use, just make sure that they're, they're effective and, and positively oriented. Um, rather than negatively kind of impacting you or, or dragging you down in any way. Yep, that's a great point. And to our final tip, so our final tip is focusing on successes. So to tie in with what Rachel was just saying there, that positive mindset, right? If we're in difficult times, remembering and focusing on the successes that we had or you know have had in our playing career for instance that's going to lead to better performance okay it's going to build our confidence level up when our confidence level goes up obviously our performance level goes up so again another little exercise to do that we have athletes do is is to you know come up with their three best performances or, or successes that they've had in their career and to review those. And again, they'll be available when you need them in specific times where maybe you're feeling a little stressed or lacking some confidence. You know, we can go back to those times where we've had great success and how we felt, um, you know, and again, that, that helps us to calm ourselves down and stay in the moment. Absolutely. And just in addition to that, too, you know, like you're saying, just kind of focusing on the things that we've done well in that game as well or in that performance, whatever it is, you know, tracking that progress, right? We're just say, okay, you know, I've gotten two minutes of my performance behind me or I've gotten, you know, the first quarter over or again, whatever it is, but just focusing Mm -hmm. on the successes throughout that of what I did well in that moment even if nothing, maybe it wasn't perfect, or maybe I've had some ups and downs, but the more, again, the more we focus on those downs, the more we're getting caught in the past, the more we're, but if really focusing on those successes, it helps keep us grounded in the present and helps us do our best and be our best in that present moment. Great. So to review our 
three ways to get your mind back in the game as we've been talking about playing in the present moment. Number one, using grounding strategies. Number two, making a list and using keywords. And number three, focusing on our successes, whether that be career successes or, as Rachel put it, um, in-game successes that, that we've had or, or in-practice successes that we have had to help stay in the moment. So we have a great guest coming up after our break. Her name is Allison Kumi. She is the assistant women's coach at Penn State. And we'll be talking to her about her playing career, how she got involved in coaching. And we'll also talk a little more about playing present and the things she did in her playing career, as well as things she um, helps her current athletes out with. So we will be right back. Welcome back to Back in the Game, a sports and mindset podcast. Uh, we're excited today to be joined by Allison Kumi. Uh, Allison's the associate head coach of the women's hockey team at Penn State. She in 2019, was the AHCA Women's Hockey Assistant Coach of the Year. Spent nine seasons with Boston University, where she helped BU qualify for the NCAA tournament six times, including a pair of NCAA championship appearances in 2011 and 2013. Allison was a member of USA Hockey scouting staff at the 2019 IIHF U18 Women's World Championship. Uh, she served as an assistant coach at Plattsburgh in 2003 and two, uh, through 2003 and 2004. Uh, she helped guide the Cardinals to the 2004 Eastern Collegiate Athletic Conference uh, West Division Three regular season title and the NCAA Division Three semifinals. And finally, she was a two-sport letter winner at Niagara University, where she played ice hockey and lacrosse from 1998 to 2002. Thanks so much, Allison, for joining us today. No, thanks for having me, Rob. Yep. So we'll jump in here. Uh, so just tell everybody kind of um, how you got started playing hockey and, and a little bit about your playing career. Sure. Um, yeah, I started... I actually started playing, uh, I started skating first. My mom wanted me to go into figure skating and um, my twin sister and I, so we started skating uh, pretty early on, around four or five, and um, we had an older brother that played hockey. So, you know, we were on, around the rinks a lot um, watching him play and, um, you know, our, our parents decided with with our, uh, with our pushing them that, uh, you know, maybe we should try hockey. So, uh, started hockey at the age of seven um, and really just fell in love with it. Uh, loved it from the moment I, I stepped out on the ice. So um, really just stuck with it for, you know, uh, for, for until I, I got to college and, and was able to play there. Uh, like you said, um, was able to play uh, lacrosse and ice hockey at, at Niagara uh, with my twin sister, um, which was awesome uh, and just had a great experience there as well. Sure, that's us. That must have, yeah. I mean, been a 
great unique experience to to have that um with your your twin sister uh how now how what about youth hockey and kind of growing up um certain teams you played on or uh specific levels that you played at yeah um we you know we grew up in syracuse uh so up until you know we played house league growing up um and then started travel around the age of 13 uh played with the boys up until that point and then around it around the age of 13 uh decided to play girls hockey um we didn't have like a team so my dad and another uh another dad you know started a, a girls team um and so from about 13 to, to 17 we played with this the same uh group of girls um until we went to school uh but really enjoyed it um you know i think back then there were only a certain amount of teams so uh so you got to see a lot of the same players and ended up you know playing against those those same players in college but uh, really enjoyed, right. you know, growing up playing playing boys, but but at some point, you know, um, being able to play with all girls, which was was really fun. Sure. So so we uh, our topic today is kind of playing um, present and being in the moment. But I want to go back real quick because I think this is so important with um, the individuals we work with and our audience. You you said growing up. Um, played house league and it wasn't really till the age of 13 that you um, started in, in with travel and ended up playing you know high level hockey went to college and played hockey um, and I think you know that has changed so much today with kind of the push at such an early age to um, you know play travel hockey or, or you know things like that and just you know, again, everybody develops differently, and um, it's just great kind of to, to hear that where, you know, started a little later with the, the travel and probably higher level hockey and still able to accomplish what you did. Yeah, you know, and I do think being able to play multiple sports uh, really helped as well. Um, you know, I, I was actually in a call with USA Hockey uh a couple weeks ago and they're just talking about conceptually like just trying to you know like figure out the game of ice hockey um and and how 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 much it's like so many other sports you know and and not having that ability to play other sports where you're so focused on the skill development at hockey and um nowadays and and all that that you're just so immersed in in one sport um it's sure. tough to really you know see see the big picture of it so uh, we were, I was fortunate that way. Um, you know, our parents put us in, in, a, in a ton of different sports, not just lacrosse. So, yeah, it sounds like you had some really awesome experiences kind of throughout your playing career. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about just kind of how you got started with coaching? Yeah. Um, you know, I went to school for education, uh, in Niagara. So I think teaching was always something that I really, you know, gravitated to my mom's a teacher. Um, so so, I mean, to me, it's like I have the best job. I get to teach what I love to do. Um, yeah. And one of, uh, one of our coaches at Niagara had, had left to go to Connecticut College and um, during my senior year had asked if I'd be interested, you know, upon graduation to, to join her on our staff. And uh, so that's really where it started. Um, but, but like I said, I, I think education and um, that route kind of drew me to, to coaching and a way to stay in the game. Absolutely. That's wonderful. 
So, as I mentioned before, we're, we're our uh, episode today is dealing a lot with playing present, right? And and um, players being in the moment. I, I know athletes we work with, teams we work with, you know, there's a tendency to worry about things that, you know, happened already or may happen down the road and, and it takes their focus away from where it should be. Um, so thinking back, I guess, just as a player, um, you know, were there moments and not specific moments, but just moments uh, where you felt, um, you know, you, you had difficulty doing that where, you know, maybe something happened on the ice or even off ice stuff and, and, uh, sometimes had difficulty kind of putting that aside and just being present. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do think I was fortunate back then to not have, you know, technology or constant like my cell phone on me um, yep. and those distractions. Uh, but, you know, there was there was, uh, I think, a moment, you know, going into my senior year where I finally felt like, you know, I, I'm not going to worry about uh, the coaches decisions or what, what they're what they're going to decide on. I'm just going to have fun. Um, and, and I think it, it took me a long time to get to that point um, because, you know, hockey's always been fun for me, but, but in college, it, it, it's so competitive that, um, you know, you come from, you come from being the, the best on your team and everyone's the best on their team. And then they get into a college environment and you have to like fill a certain role. Um, and, and that can be challenging. But um, I think for me, it just came down to like, all right, I love playing hockey. Let me just play hockey and, and not try not to think about uh, what, you know, what line I'm on or what, what, what decisions the coaches are making because I can't control those things. Um, and just really having fun with my teammates. Yeah. I think that's a, such an important message. Cause you know, I, I think, yeah, as you get up, whatever, whatever sport it is, uh, you know um, but as you get up, playing at the higher levels right there you know a lot of times we lose that sense of fun right and, mm -hmm. and what we enjoyed so much growing up playing um and and you know to have that ability to kind of push those outside things and the things like you said that you don't have any control over aside and enjoy you know what you're doing really helps ultimately how you perform um and and you know affects obviously the enjoyment of it um yeah how about just i guess kind of switching over to now as a coach um you know not so much with we'll kind of touch on with the players and stuff but just as a coach um similar like are you you know after tough losses or you know if things are not going right with the team um you know are there things that you do to again help kind of refocus on on the things that are important yeah i think it's just not trying not to uh make things too big you know um it's funny there's a there's been a couple times over my career where you know my success at uh, being a part of a successful program at bu uh it wasn't until the end of the year where you realize like how, how much fun you had, you know, in a really successful year, because you're just so stuck in the moment, um, that, uh -huh. that it takes a minute to reflect on that. Um, but I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot from Brian DeRocher, uh, when I was at BU, 
um, you know, one of our athletic directors at one point said, you can never tell, like, if, if we won a big game the night before, if we lost, like he was always like even keeled. Um, and I think that's really important as a coach because so often your players, um, you know, read, read off of like what your demeanor is and what your attitude is. And, and it affects them so much that the more even keeled we can be, I think the better off, you know, our programs are. Um, so I learned a lot from, from one of my former bosses about that. Yeah. How, how about, and, and this isn't necessary, I guess, um, so much, well, I guess, I mean, being, being in the moment, but, but also, I guess just with the ability, like you're saying, to turn the page, right. And, you know, be able to kind of turn things off. You, you hear both players and coaches sometimes struggle with that, you know, with, with, kind of leaving the game at the rink or the field or whatever, where they tend to bring it home and, and, you know, it could act in a, in a negative way um, when we're doing that. Yeah. I I think that's really difficult at times. Um, It does help when you have teammates or, you know, people in your life that don't allow that to happen, (laughs) you know, um, like my boss now has two, two younger kids. So mm-hmm. once the game's over, he can only stress about it so much. And then, you know, he's dad. So, um, sure. I think just trying to find, uh, trying to find healthy, like outlets, you know, to, to, to take your mind off of it because it's, it isn't healthy to, you know, to, to dwell on something for so long. Um, but also like embrace, um, and really like, I don't know, take in those moments that are great. Um, because often, oftentimes I think we, we were so focused on like the next thing, um, that we don't really reflect on, you know, what was great. I think that's so important that that aspect of, of really kind of focusing on the great parts and and not letting kind of the, the difficult moments get you down. But with all of these, you know, really incredible things that, that you've learned, for yourself kind of throughout your your playing career but also your coaching career what are some ways that you kind of help your players play present um yeah I mean I I do think it's difficult like I said I I do think that trying to uh try not to get too high or too low um you know when when I'm coaching my players um in the middle of the game uh like they, they should just be focused on, on what they're doing and not what I'm like, what I'm doing affect them. Um, so, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, it is difficult like to, cause everyone's so, so different, you know, and every individual is so different. Uh, we're fortunate to have a sports psychologist here that, you know, can help, um, like as an outside entity, uh, help our student athletes, but, um, but as coaches, I think that's that's really important. Um, and also just like, you know, really helping them realize what they're good at um, and what, you know, their strengths are. Uh, I think so so often we're focused on um, what they need to improve on, that embracing what they're good at is, is so important um, to, to the whole team, you know, and what they can bring. For sure. No, that's so important. I love that kind of the two things that you're highlighting here are really 
focusing on what we can control, right? So you're saying focusing, each of your players focusing on what they're doing, not what you're doing in that moment. Um, but then really just being able to focus on what we're good at. So even sort of that same idea of, of really kind of placing that priority on the things that are going well, um, but really placing that priority on the things that we're doing well so that we don't mm-hmm. get kind of bogged down in, in the you know, improvements or the things that we have to change or the things that, that maybe weren't so good <laughs> in those right. Moments. So really, yeah, focusing on what we can control and then focusing on those strengths, that's, that's really wonderful. Well, yeah, I, I, um, you know, coaching at the the level you do, I coached a Pee Wee game this past weekend where we blew a five one lead and had to use my own <laughs> self self talk and kind of refocus. So I can imagine, you know, some of the the things that you you know are, are dealing with too at that level. Um, but this was awesome. I mean, uh, so much good information and a lot of good things I think our listeners will be able to to take with them um so I mean thank you so much again for for joining us today no thank you I really appreciate having me all right we'll talk soon all right thanks Thanks, yep bye bye